Welcome to Creative Space Podcast, shining a light in the creative industry. I'm your host, Kayla Dundee, actor, writer, director, comedian, and musician. It's a podcast by creators, about creators, for creators. Now, this guest is a guy I went to school with and was in um, GCSE Media with. And we we didn't really talk much, but um, but like we knew we knew of each other and we talked a bit. Um, and and he's he was the first one to actually he's the first guest to come to me and be like and be like can I come on and talk about this, which was awesome, um, really really cool. And he's just he works in a side of the creative industry that I don't know anyone else who works in. It's not it's not like a particularly niche area of the industry, but it's it's a bit niche. Um and it's just really interesting, as was our conversation, which I hope you'll enjoy. So let's get into it. Sam Glynn and this is my creative space. Hey guys, so, so here we are back with, with episode 3 of season 2. This time we've got Sam Glynn, as you now know. Let's start where we always do. What aspect of the self-made creative industry are you in? Um, so I'm in the film and animation industry. Uh, I'm still kind of a student, so I'm still kind of picking up on skills and still trying to finish my degree mainly. Um, so I study at Kingston School of Art. Um, I'm currently in my like final year, but I do part-time freelance work. So for like galleries, um, independent clients, uh, and a couple of advertisement jobs. So, yeah. Nice, you sort of started in that world before before you finished your degree, which is, I'm sure will actually help you quite a lot whenever you've, whenever you've got the, the degree. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah, like, because, uh, before I went into uni, I did a foundation year and it was just really a course kind of like, I don't know, it was, I was more kind of testing out skills because I didn't really know what field of like, in terms of art and film, mm. what I wanted to like go into. So yeah. I, I was lucky enough to get a few jobs and a few like uh, internships yeah. uh, with um, independent clients and so like I was involved with an advert and we had to like storyboard a couple of ideas and we had to make like kind of short gifts for their Instagram yeah. page and things like that. Cool. And from there I was kind of like thinking, oh my God, like this is this is a great skill to have because like if you, if you can animate or if you can, you know, edit well or, you know, use these skills in a way which is like, you can't, you can't really see like people that are in like film doing or, whatnot and yeah so like from like quite a young age I was kind of like interested in that type of field and yeah. there it's kind of gone into my degree work and hopefully like you yeah. know corona like I don't know what's going to happen afterwards but hopefully I can get into that kind of job or industry I don't know but awesome, yeah. awesome. yeah yeah nice so, yeah well that's the thing when you told me you're in second year right I, I sort of I sort of thought, oh, if you did you take a gap year or did you do a foundation or yeah but, yeah so that's that's what well, I've too bad though like it's like especially when I came out of school, um, it was a it was free at the time. I don't know if it is now. Like if you're, I think if you're like nineteen or twenty, it's mm. a free course. But if you're older, you've got to pay the same as like a a term in like yeah. a degree something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, especially if you wanted to get like into art or media or anything like that, yeah. I would really recommend it. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I think that's the same with 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 anyone is 
in terms of like like going into the Arctic, you want to sort of te- test the water before you throw yourself in because of how sort of uncertain it is anyway. Yeah, yeah, especially like school, especially like you get into this, you don't really know what's happening out there. Like you've got this yeah. kind of, you're like in a bubble half the time. Yeah, yeah. Like in Langley, like we, we went to the same school, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know if you found this in drama, but you kind of, you have this idea of like, oh yeah, you know, this is how things are, but you have no idea what it's like to work yeah. in the outside world. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just works like that. Yeah. It's like it's like um, it's like what what went on in the in the two or three studios we used was sort of as far as we knew, that's what the industry was. Yeah. Um, other than than going to the cinema, but like we didn't know anything between the the gap between those studios and and being in hollywood um so but um but yeah so yeah so it's it's definitely you're in a bubble but but um but it i think as 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 you said with you doing a foundation that it really will benefit you um later on to know that to know that where you're going into is the right thing for you yeah i suppose it was like like this sounds kind of weird to say but we were kind of for that year it was almost like we were pissing about for a bit because no one really knew what they were doing or no one really knew what they wanted to do and it's more about kind of finding yourself and we did like a few projects which were like you couldn't really see like a, a studio or like a you know anyone being paid to do we made like quite a, a few student films yeah which were like i wouldn't say out there or anything like that but we just kind of went about in london and just like found like all these like weird buildings all these weird people try to like interview them and try and work yeah. from there um yeah but yeah but I think it was a great that, year but, yeah. that that for a lot of that for i think um creators and, and filmmakers need is they sort of just need the, confl- the, the complete freedom to, to just go and make whatever it is they want to make and and just sort of do whatever whatever they want to do it would not be so restricted otherwise you're not going to get the best out of people yeah yeah okay let's let's take it back to to childhood where where'd you grow up what was that like um and how's that maybe influenced where you are now? Um, so like as a kid, um, I was, I went to a drawing school. Okay. And yeah, that was quite intense. Like I used to do that every other weekend. And like, obviously I did like quite a lot of art. Like my parents all came from like an art background. Yeah. It kind of pushed me down that path of like, oh yeah, you know, you can do like fine art and, you know, try and, Mate, try and like be as skillful as you can because from there it's, it just opens so many other doors yeah and that's quite that's quite sort of it's not what a lot of parents would do in terms of in terms of they wouldn't push a child down the arts because they know how uncertain and unsafe yeah it, is. <laughs> it seems quite strange though because everyone else who I know who's kind of in it is kind of like oh yeah like my parents are like you know like really academic or yeah i don't know, like they're doing something else but um for me it was always kind of like my parents were always kind of into it so it was kind of natural to me yeah, yeah. like um just in terms of like drawing and, and things like that yeah but i had like when i was like in my teens i was more kind of into film like i literally like had like a wall of like dvds and like old records and like yeah like stupid shit when i was like young i just i just wanted to like watch as much weird stuff as possible or like anything yeah. which was like gonna inspire my work or mm. i don't know like, motiv- motivate me to like pursue what i like wanted to do as a career yeah um but like as i kind of got older like things kind of naturally change like your your influences kind of change like yeah. I used to kind of base all my work or my recent work kind of off films or like TV and it just kind of I don't know like at that point you can kind of feel like you're cliche in yourself like you're yeah. I don't know so I, I try and I try and make my work 
independent and kind of unique and different to what other people are making and yeah nice yeah well i think i think that's that's a big um a big plus actually actually like like even though a lot of people would wouldn't put push a child down the arts the fact that you you have parents who who are like in it and like who who have got a career in it and it, and it it's just it's just sort of like would just sort of say to you immediately like well if my parents can do it surely there's a career for me in the arts if i want to go down that way and then and then you pushing that that further with with just wanting to watch as much as possible and just really sort of widen your knowledge there to know what sort of stuff you you liked in like like because i'm sure you weren't even really thinking about about going into it as a career at that stage you just uh, yeah you like mainly when i was quite young i just wanted to pass like exams because you've got all that exam pressure on you yeah um but yeah i don't know i just feel like for art at Langley was just a bit naff I thought like I, I always wanted to do my own thing and I always kind of felt restricted by like yeah people like that and I was like they were they were helpful but at times it was just so isolating like yeah you just to like do what they wanted you to do and it was just yeah. ticking boxes for like two years and it was just like well, what the fuck am I even doing like yeah you know I want to be doing my own things and pushing the boundaries and what I want to do and actually yeah. try and get experience but it's just like everyone has to go through it and it just kind of sucks because you've got to wait till like university in order yeah. for you before you're be given the freedom yeah 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 because it's like, it's like i did graphics and photography in, in langley as well and and of the, of the exact same opinion where it's like you weren't given the freedom we should have been um, yeah, I just I feel like Mark, the whole Mark scheme of it is so pointless. Like you just they if you can just say like oh yeah um, they they kind of want you to show like a journey in your work and yeah and like that and it's just like it kind of feels a bit naff at times but yeah. I don't know it's just it's just how things are so yeah. I think that's probably the most demotivating thing about art is that in order to get a career in it you need those grades and it's just a yeah. bit like and it's like it's like i don't think i don't think the school system is bad but i think i think there's a lot of work that can be done to improve it especially in the arts um just just because i think I, like like what what art is is expressing yourself and making stuff you want to make but like having to tick a box um that's that's quite specific is it doesn't really allow that um so so i think i think i think it's definitely something that can be fixed and can be sorted but it's it's just finding out how they can do that okay let's, yeah. yeah um so let's let's so you've mentioned you've mentioned langley and you've mentioned um kingston Let's talk more about that. Where did you study? What did you study? Tell us all about that. Um, yeah. So, um, right. So, I, I joined Kingston. Uh, what was it? Towards the end of like 2018, and uh, from there it was almost like they were kind of introducing you into like, oh, this is what you can do. You know, like you've got all these facilities and equipment, and you can experiment with your work and they were telling us about like all these opportunities that we could we had in order to like work in the industry and things like that um but yeah it's the course is quite strange like it is it's almost like two separate subjects put into one yeah and that's always quite fun because you can merge with different people so i've got a lot of mates on filmmaking and um, a couple of fine art people and from there it's always good to kind of collaborate with people and as 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 difficult as it can be to kind of arrange things and to like be ambitious with projects and have you've got like loads of deadlines and you know things can be quite stressful but it yeah. is a lot of it's, it's kind of hard to explain almost because you're given briefs throughout the year 
and these can range from like a week or like a month or two months or something like that yeah. and sometimes yeah. you have to have actual clients and sometimes it's like oh it's just like a fun end of year kind of project for like yeah. the uni um but yeah it, it's it's fun it's 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 definitely like if anyone wants to pursue filmmaking especially i would kind of look at like editing and like animation yeah. especially because like just in terms of like I think like job opportunities as well like if you have that as a skill it's really handy because it's not really like a lot of people kind of think oh yeah animation is like a genre like it's you're kind of oh if you do that all you want to do is like make cartoons and like stupid like little things for like Instagram or something like that but really it's like you can incorporate that with film like documentary filmmaking like fine art anything and it just kind of it's, it just kind of gives your work like a more kind of professional edge to it yeah and that always kind of interested me because they never kind of they, they never kind of restrict what you want to do yeah they never kind of be like oh like you have to do this you can't you can't experiment with i don't know doing like hand like street art and making it move yeah and, yeah you know, things like that so yeah 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 well i um as you as as you were saying about about if you want to to go into the industry with it how how has um your time at, at kingston so far how has that influenced your decision to to go into the go into the industry in terms of as you have you got a better idea of what what area of the industry you would focus in or or, um... I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've worked with, so currently I'm doing a freelance uh, piece of work for a gallery at uh, the Bethlehem. Okay. Um, so what they want, what they kind of, what they're looking for is just kind of like a an introductory piece to their gallery as like a kind yeah. of promotional. Yeah. Uh, but I really don't know, like I've got one more year left and I've got a few contacts in the industry, but they can only help you out so far. Yeah. So um, it's always kind of decent having a foot in the door, like, you know, getting like a little bit of knowledge of the industry and what people are doing. But I, I think it's, it's so independent, like you've just got to see what happens. Um, I don't like planning things because, you know, in terms of like, outside the uni and you know trying to look for like a job things are so kind of grey at the moment like with corona and like all that funding's being cut and it's kind of a bit depressing but I think you know in terms of how I see success I kind of I want to kind of uh, do something that I love as opposed to just working a job and getting money and not really enjoying it kind of hating it if you get what I mean but yeah yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. it's like you'd far rather do something that that like you have a passion for um mm. even if it's not making you loads and loads of money um but like, well, money is a motivator though I could do with it but yeah, yeah it's, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like I'm gonna try you know I'm gonna try and see what I can do but if you can't do anything then there's always Tesco's or you know literally <laughs> there's always a job out there but there's you just always, yeah I think yeah, in terms of like if you've got a skill use it and you know yeah. don't stop yeah well that's that's the thing is that they say um, uh, if you're good at something um, don't, uh, never do it do it for free and it's like it's like mm-hmm. that, that that applies to anything and whereas like if so like if you're good, good, good at animating like find a way to get paid to do it if you're good at like at, like doing this till with tesco find a way to get paid to do it um yeah but um but, like i try and keep my fingers in a lot of pies like i because like I, I i had a few pieces of art sold like in the space oh, yeah. of like three years and oh, like, yeah. i've sold about four pieces maybe and like just doing little jobs for people and that's yeah. quite nice because it's yeah. like 
even if you're not getting a lot of money, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, people actually like your work or, yeah. you know, there's always it's Instagram. Validation that, like, what you're doing is good. Yeah, like at times you can kind of doubt yourself because you kind of think, oh, am I just kind of selling out and just doing things that people might want or, you know, yeah. might please like a certain, like, person. But yeah. then again, you kind of think like, oh, like it's, it's still your work. It's still, yeah. it's still something made and, yeah. you know, there's a market for it or people actually like it. So, I, yeah. I think, I think that... Even even if you're doing something that's just a trend at the minute, no one's gonna do it the same. Everyone's mm. gonna gonna be putting their own spin on it anyway. So yeah. So um, I don't. I I think the thing of of selling out, if like in like, yeah, you're making money from from something that's popular at the minute, but but it's still you making it, and it's still got like your sort of flavor in it yeah um, and, and and as you said it's something you've made it's not it's not like like it's that carbon copy or something that, that like already exists mm. okay yeah no. yeah go ahead um oh yeah i was just agreeing with you like um yeah yeah i have i've i've got a few mates especially at uni who like um they're not as like happy in their work like i've got a mate who he does fine art mm. and he got paid to do this like i think it was like a gallery or something and he was doing like a, a performance art piece yeah. but he was getting paid to do it yeah and like half the time he kind of thought like oh my god i may as well just be a stripper because he had to be naked like during it yeah and he's kind of was like yeah i don't know why i'm doing this but it, it, i get paid for it and i enjoy it yeah. And yeah, he's doing all right for himself, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a point where it's like, I think everyone kind of goes through it, even if you're in any creative industry. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. But that's the that's the thing is, I've I like I've just done first year, and I've, I've many many times where I've, where I've just, just, just been like, right, so so why are we doing this exact piece again? Um, yeah, but, like every piece I've done so far have been with a group of others so I've been a group idea and, and everything so um, so there's obviously going to be going to be bits you have to compromise on and um, and it's a group idea it's not it's not in, in a specifically individual idea um, which which is is great because they've always been enjoyable but um, but it's one of those things where where it'll um, it, there's always going to be bits where you're not as happy about, but but um, but as long as you're overall enjoying it and and you're doing you're doing all right and and mm. can only complain so much. Um, yeah. Okay. So so was there a specific moment um, while you've been at, at uni or when you were when you you were. At, at your drawing school or or in Langley that that sort of that sort of just clicked in your head head to say this is a career for me. Um, I don't know. That's I, that's the only question I kind of struggled with. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I can't really say. Like it, it, it wasn't like something clicked for me. I always thought I'd be interested. Like. I always thought I'd do something relating to film or art, hmm. uh, but I suppose like, because I always, I always, I always think like when I was watching like films, especially from like Stanley Kubrick or yeah. you know, it, like giants in like the film industry and like yeah. people who really like inspired other directors and artists and whatnot. Um, that was kind of a turning point. I think I think just films in general. Like yeah. I really into that probably about twelve or fourteen. Yeah. yeah. And really kind of I was like, oh my god, like I can do all this, all these things, and like, like all their work's amazing. How am I going to compete with that? Yeah. Uh, I suppose that was a big influence. Um, what, what my parents, you? especially though, like my mum, she was a sculptor for um, for Harrods in the nineties. She was okay. making. Yeah, she 
I kind of live in her shadow because she she has such a huge portfolio of work, which yeah. is just amazing. Because like no one else I know has got that, and it's just like something she'll casually bring up, and I'll be like, I never like. When did you do this? <laughs> I'm sorry, mum. Let's go back a bit. What? Yeah. But like she, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but like she she did like the Diana Memorial at Parrots and. Oh nice! Um, awesome. Yeah. She did like the foundation work for that, and yeah, the previous owner, so uh, Dodi, no, not Dodi, Mohammed Al Fayed, so the guy who used to run it. Um, yeah, she did the interior work for the escalators there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so she did all these like Egyptian things and all this like weird shit dangling off the walls. Yeah. With like a team of like five or six other people, and they did this like in two years. And I'm just looking around it like, oh my god, like this is like <laughs> kind of this like, like how the hell did you? Yeah. She was like, oh, simple, and you know, yeah. she had she had quite a successful career in uh, sculpt uh, sculpting. Yeah. And um, from there, she just kind of settled down and had kids, and just kind of gave up with everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like listening to her advice and. I don't know, like, she's had such a good um, career, I think. Mm. Um, she really motivated me. Like, she is, like, the harshest critic I'll ever know. Like, you'll have people at uni that will tell you, like, oh, yeah, like, it works all right. It's not that great. And then she'll be, like, behind me, like, that shit, change that. That's not good. That's out yeah. of proportion. It, like, on a technical basis, it's always yeah. good to kind of have, like, harsh criticism. Like, yeah. I think people a bit controversial because I think people can get um, upset or offended. And, well, it's, it's the thing of being cruel to be kind because it's like, it's like your mum has has as good intentions for you, but it's but it's like if 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 she's got a better knowledge on something and knows she can make she can help you make something better, she will yeah. say, "No, that's bad. Change that. That's out of proportion." But it's not it's not to be like it's not to be a dick it's, it's it's to just be like i've got experience in this um i'm gonna help you without directly helping you because yeah it's, it's like, like work. Problem, but like at the same time i feel like if you're a tutor or a teacher you know there's always a level of like oh i don't want to upset anyone yeah. but at the same time i you know kind of give them a hint of what's wrong which isn't gonna help like if I'm there and it's not good, I want someone to say it's shit or someone to say like, you know, that it's wrong or it doesn't look good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say wrong, but like, not as good as it could be. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a of phrasing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've, yeah, so there's, I've, but I think, I think we need these critics in our lives because without them, we're not going to have anyone but ourselves pushing us to be better. And, yeah, and I'm guilty as That's it. Yeah. We're, we're not going to try. Yeah, I always kind of because like if someone criticizes my work, you there's always a part of your mind that always thinks like, are they are they saying this like to kind of better me, or are they saying this because they're a bit of a dick yeah. or an ego thing? There's always yeah. I always feel like there's always like a middle ground when it comes to criticism it's not that's why sometimes yeah that's why someone criticizes um my work i just i just ask them why because because it's not it's not a thing of it's not i'm i'm not saying it to be defensive but it's i'm saying it as in okay what what don't you like about it what what maybe can i learn from that yeah. Rather than rather than just being like, oh, okay, so that's so that's someone else who doesn't like like what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like some of the work that I've made, and I've thought, yeah, it's just not working. And then yeah. some people, are like, oh, it's all right, and I'll be like, no, like look no, at it. Right. Tell me it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had that. I had a problem with that uh, when it came to my me. I did a media film in when was this it was like the last year of Langley yeah uh, and it was appalling it was one of the worst films you would ever see yeah. and like I, I I had 
little to no film experience. I kind of knew how to do things. I wanted to kind of be a bit, I wouldn't say edgy, but like I wanted my film to kind of be a bit different, a bit gritty, yeah. a bit old. So <laughs> I filmed it on an iPad yeah. because I could, I think I could do something where like the, like the, the film would look a lot more kind of grainier and it wouldn't look as like high polished as like yeah. a lot of the other films. And I kind of was looking for that. Yeah. Um, the acting was just appalling. <laughs> and I had no idea how to direct. And okay. I showed it to a couple of the teachers. I'm not going to name them, but like, um, they were kind of like, what's the term? Like they were kind of dodging it, like dodging the fact it was crap. They were just like, oh yeah, like, I like how you've done this. But they didn't really say like, the audio is terrible. The acting is bad. You're going to have to like, reshoot some of these scenes yeah and like times i was like okay i'm gonna take your word for it but yeah. i like honestly like i don't really regret making that film like as bad mm. as it was yeah like, it's on youtube if anyone's listening um look up bad fellas um by sam glenn it was probably it's probably on youtube somewhere um but yeah you'll you'll see it's one of the worst films ever made yeah, <laughs> one of the worst short films, and yeah. I just it when it came back to like marking and things like that, I got like a re I got I think I got a D on the film, but I got an A on the test, so I got an overall of a B grade. And that, and, yeah, uh, but that uh, that, that, that's that was the way useful to learn. Like yeah, like I feel like making something which isn't like polished or great, you can mm. always learn a lot from it, even if it's not very good. Um, that's that's yeah. the thing is I'm I'm like I wouldn't I wouldn't ever sort of try and deny the fact that like there was a point where I wasn't good. And I'm still yeah. I'm still not saying that like I'm amazing because because I'm definitely not. But it's like it's like um, it's all about the journey and like I mean, if you can if you can admit that like yeah that that was that's a bad project and and, and that wasn't the my best work then but like but like you're showing like that you've got better now and how you've progressed then that almost says a lot more about you in that like it shows going kind of sort of back to the art thing of like it shows the progression but in this yeah. case it's showing it in a way that's like instead of being over two years it's over what like five or six which is, which is just it's a far a far more reasonable length of time to 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 show how you've gone from one stage say doing that short film to now making something that like is a lot more high quality and just looks a whole lot better um mm. yeah so i think i think it's not something to to ever sort of shy away from but it's yeah, yeah. but like i just accept it and and just be like yeah i mean i wasn't great always I, i'm i'm a human <laughs> like like we all we all have points where we where we weren't amazing um yeah okay so what what motivates you to do what you do I know you've you said a bit about about family, um, but you could you could talk more about that or anything. What is it that motivates you? Um, I suppose. I suppose like. I suppose. I don't really know. <laughs> um, I'd say like. I'd say getting better, or like. Um, like making the skill better like if you're if you're a filmmaker and you make something which you think is amazing mm. there's always a part of you that thinks how can i make this better or how can i you know how can i develop this yeah uh, so i think just kind of expanding on like skills and like what i can do next there's always that at the back of your head that's kind of thinking like oh how you know I've made this great piece of work now what or you know you you were like just filming for a day or you were like 
making this short for like a week or something like that and yeah from there it always kind of like I don't know you always find something new I think like yeah, you, yeah yeah and I think, um, I, I think yeah. that's great sort of sort of not not knowing where you're gonna find that something new from um and and then it just sort of hits you um I think that's that's almost part of the fun of being a of being a creative is sort of not knowing where your motivation is going to come from at times um yeah yeah but like um, yeah like motivation especially like um you you might see something or you might watch something and it just completely blows your mind um like it will just change your whole perception on like i don't know like maybe on like film or art or politically or socially yeah like sometimes if you watch like a like say if you watch like an amazing documentary like you've never heard of it or like i don't know a random art film or something and you just watch it and you're just like oh my god like how the hell did they do this or what the hell were they thinking about or you know i feel like watch as much as you possibly can because that will motivate you to do anything or yeah you know read as much as possible like mm. if you just if you're like a sponge and you just like absorb up all this like you know culture and you know language and all it, it doesn't matter what it is if it if it if it really hits a chord with you if you um if it if it hits you personally and you and you really feel like oh my god like it's changed my life yeah or I don't know it'll just you you won't want to stop and I don't I don't know how it is with most people but like there's always something new I I feel like there I can't really put my finger on it because you might ask people this and they think oh it's this or but yeah for me it's always like there's always been something new for me and Mm. it's always changed my work slightly and yeah. I've always been interested in like different things. Like I always go from one thing to the next. And I'm like, oh my god, why don't I do this or why don't I do that? And yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm not making much sense, but no, no that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think it's it's good to just just let things come out and and let and let you sort of figure it out, out as as you're answering anyway. And I and when you when you mentioned about about watching a documentary or a film um that sort of that sort of sort of made you think think how did they do that there's there was um i always remember in um when i was in first year gccs um seeing seeing um seeing blackfish and just and just the way the way that was done and and, and, and the way it, it shone a light on an issue that 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 was sort of rumored about but never really proven. Um, yeah. And, and but 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 then Blackfish came out. For, for anyone who doesn't know, Blackfish is about um, Sea World and and their treatment of their whales. Um, but um, that's a endless documentary though. Like yeah, was it what killed right at the beginning by a, like a. Was it a killer whale? Yeah, yeah she's, yeah, she's she dragged under and held under until she died. It's just like a way to kick off a documentary about like sea yeah. life. Just yeah. Like, oh my. Yeah, and oh. and I remember there was one stat from it that was like, that was like um, the size of of the whale's enclosure is like one twentieth of the size of their car park. Yeah, and and, and there's just stuff like that where it's. Where it's like I want to make something that's like as punchy and as powerful as that, and and um, it just shows that like, like like motivation can come from literally anywhere, um, yeah. whether it's whether it's a documentary about 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 sea life or or whether it's I don't know like like a Marvel superhero film, it it can come from anywhere. Um, and and that's sort of the great thing about it. Mm. Okay, okay. Who who inspires you? Does it, it doesn't uh, have to be family? It could be athlete, anyone. But yeah, who inspires you? Um, when I was about sixteen, maybe about fifteen, um, I read quite a lot of. I don't know if you ever heard of Hunter S. Thompson. Um, I know the name. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, he was the guy who um, he wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, he did a couple other books. Mm. Um, he did one about Hell, Hell's Angels. And, yeah. Uh, I think it was like the Nixon campaign, like kind of early 70s, like late 60s. Yeah. And this guy was just... He was mental. Like he was completely fucking crazy, but yeah. in like all the best ways. Yeah. Um, his writing, like I don't, I didn't really read the lot back then, but like that was like one of the books that were just, it was just so interesting to read, and especially like his personal life as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this, um, how this guy wrote, it was so visceral and human and real. Yeah. And I kind of want to like that. That always inspired me. Like when I'm making work, or when I like say if I was filming or making like a, a short or something like that, mm. I try and make it as real as possible. Like I'm always interested yeah. in people and like how people actually how people react socially and little things which are just kind of I, I can't really put a word to it, but like like near realism maybe if you've ever heard that, yeah. like that expression trying to capture reality and display it in any way whether that's through like music or film or mm. art or, you know um but yeah he was probably like he was something he was someone that like really kind of like showed me like a new way of seeing like how things are mm. uh, and kind of like because you're not really, because this guy was like a huge drug addict for ages, and I yeah. think he had quite a few issues, especially with like his work got banned a couple of times, and his, I think yeah, like at times I think his work could be quite seen now as quite sexist or like um, uh, I, can't, I, <laughs> I can't I can't really remember what he said in some of the pieces, but like. Like today's standards, you might think, "Oh my God! Like, what the hell was this guy talking about?" Quite, quite misogynistic at times. Um, I, kind of, but I wouldn't lay. It's kind of hard to kind of because okay. I wouldn't label it misogynist because yeah, yeah. Um, this guy used to write intoxicators. Yeah. And like on sub, he would like be like on a range of different substances, yeah. or I don't know. But he was just someone who was like, I don't know, I can't say there's any other writer like him or any other person that yeah. describes things in such a strange way mm. because of like the routine he would have of like waking up, drinking, doing all this stuff, going out and then coming back at like two in the morning and spending six hours writing yeah. 120 pages of like everything that he's done for the past two years or something like yeah. that um but yeah he was someone that i'm really inspired by yeah, yeah. um any film by gaspin away a french film director is just incredible like anyone who wants to get into film watch any film by him because it is really it can be really disturbing and like graphic but it's yeah. just I don't know he's probably the most unique film director at this like at this moment yeah. um again anything by like Stanley Kubrick or um Andrei Tarkovsky like they're probably like the best filmmakers that have ever like made anything and yeah. well the ones that have really spoken to me um but yeah <laughs> sorry I went off no um, oh it's cool I was I was just um, writing down pe pe people you were mentioning as you were as you were saying them just to then um, just and then can put them um, in the bio so people can check all of this out. Um, yeah, I would say it's like everyone's cup of tea though, like especially no, like Gas on the way. Like a lot of those films are like uh, there's quite a lot of like uh, sex violence and like, mm. drug abuse. I, I you know. It's just, it, it, there's there's nothing else like it. You're not going to go into like the Odeon and see a film like that anytime yeah. soon. Because, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Yeah. Some of the some of the best films are the sort of sort of hidden gems that like 
like don't make it to to like your mainstream cinemas. Um, yeah, like, are some of the ones by by filmmakers who who make really far more artistic films. Um, mm. And and it's just searching those people out and finding them um, to find their work. Okay, where do you where do you want to be in five years time? So in twenty twenty five. Um, I don't think you'll be what 25, 26? Yeah. Um, hopefully in a pub if they open, like. <laughs> up, yeah. Um, uh, oh god. I don't know. I always kind of stop myself asking questions, like yeah. thinking that, like, because I always, because yeah. if you think like, oh, I want to be here, and you don't make it, yeah, you always, there's always part of you that thinks, ah, shit. Like, why would I? Yeah, it's kind of a bit depressing almost. But mm. I suppose doing something that I like or like I, yeah. I really love. Yeah. And like, if that is like, if you're getting money from doing something that you like, you enjoy. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, but yeah, hopefully not working somewhere where I don't particularly like it and I don't feel fulfilled in that yeah. way. Because. I don't, I, I'm just one of those people where it's like, if it comes to, like, if I'm getting money from something, that's that's good. But if I, if it yeah. feels like, like kind of like, oh, I'm 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 doing a nine to five. I hate it. I'm not enjoying myself. Yeah. yeah. Then that's just so like demotivating, and it's just like, yeah. no, I would hate to do something like that. I, I'm speaking to myself, you know. Yeah. If there's anyone that does it and enjoys it, like, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, just I, I, I always said, um, I'll never work an office job, but yeah. like because because I know that I won't be be fulfilled by that, even though it it will pay the bills and that. Um, yeah. but, but that isn't saying that that like like I wouldn't end up working one because because maybe a time where I just have to, and and that isn't bashing office jobs at all because because there's there's people out there who absolutely love it and. And, and who get who get real enjoyment from it. So so it's all mm. just finding whatever whatever fit and fulfills you and just running with that. Yeah, I, I I kind of think like, you know, if you ask me in five years time I might be completely different. I might be like, oh my God, I need money. Like that's the yeah. only thing I'm yeah. doing. at this yeah. moment I think yeah, like, you know, doing something which I'm doing at the moment or making money from like from film or art or anything like that or even freelance work which is like incredibly hard to even get a living on especially if you're like because you I I don't know how people can do it I know I've got a few people that I've got a few mates and a few people I've worked with and all they do is freelance work and you're just there like how can you afford rent like every month like because I'm getting because the cost of living, even like, not even in London, is still pretty high. Yeah. And even if you're in London, it's considerably worse because like, yeah. it's ridiculous how much you're paying. Like, like, one, uh, one of my friends, like so, someone I know, said 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 their rent is is five hundred and fifty pounds, and I'm like, I'm like, like um, they were in a completely different part of the country, and I I just went, okay. Um, the cheaper friend that I've seen in London is like 1,100 um, and it's just like I'm sorry that's that's double what you're paying like and yeah. and probably the exact same same size size flat mm. so like yeah. yeah I think it's just the area though like oh, especially yeah. I don't know what it's like in like Beckenham like Kingston's relatively alright like you're still yeah King- you're just I think is because because I think I'm I'm gonna be um with with um with a few people who are at Kingston Uni just because uh, in, in a house with them just because travelling to Wimbledon is still just a bus journey away and and so I'm not I'm not forking out loads on travel or anything and, and Kingston's cheaper so um cheaper than Wimbledon anyway yeah yeah like I don't I 
I don't know. I've been to Wimbledon a couple of times, but yeah, I, I don't think the prices are different. <laughs> like, they're, they're, yeah. they're not massively different, no. But it's, but it's, it's um, looking looking at like at like like housing prices, prices you can see um, that like there's a you can see like like there is a price difference between zone six and zone three. Um, yeah, yeah. And and I didn't I didn't quite quite realise how much of a difference that was until until I went and saw it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking area, like. So. Yeah, <laughs> like if things get too bad, like I might have to get like a camper van or something like that, or yeah. get like a boat and live off that. Yeah, because yeah. it's cheaper, but I don't know. You probably yeah, have to pay. Move, move the Camden Canal and a Camden yeah. Lock and and just and just get get a boat there. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be right actually, but yeah, probably yeah. you get a duck like crapping in your house but apart from that you know you're I mean, right yeah yeah if you've got apart from that you can literally just wake up and you're and you're can be more central in london essentially exactly yeah all right where do you see yourself in 10 years time then or is it or is it a similar thing to five years time where you don't where you don't I really plan it? down that line yet um no idea um um I don't know, what, how old are 31? Yeah, 31. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to make it to 35. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm probably going to have to say the same. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, well, I, I sort of had a feeling um, your answers to these wouldn't be, would be quite, quite, quite sort of, sort of unsure whenever you Whenever you said, said, said you don't like to plan things, um, which, which is which is fine because I mean, every everyone's gonna work in a different way, and plus life is so uncertain. Well, anyway. yeah, this year is probably like the dictionary definition of that. Like you can't yeah. plan it because yeah. you know a virus might come and like fuck everything up, and it's like, yeah. well, okay, you just got to play the cards you're dealt with, and <laughs> you know from there, yeah, you've got to see, you know what you can do and what can't you do like yeah. it's sad but like you know sometimes things are just not in your control yeah so I don't know you just got to try and be as optimistic as you can be and see like yeah. you know if that's something you enjoy and you know it gives you some form of happiness then yeah go for it but yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, I don't know how um, things are going to be in 10 years we might all be dead like you know <laughs> yeah very true know. very true like uh, what, um, one of my friends said um Apparently, every every century in the twenties, there's a pandemic, and it's a yeah, pandemic, like, well. like the last three centuries. And it's like, I'm sorry, what's wrong? What what has the twenties done to the world to offend it? To, to just be like, gonna screw you up now? Just like, like great. I don't know. It's, uh, I can't really say it, but yeah, I, I've heard that before. Um, because there was there was a plague in the 1920s. Yeah. Um, what was that like Spanish flu? Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, it's just been stuff for every 20s for for centuries. But but I don't know. Um, probably coincidence more than anything. Yeah. But, but um. What what do you define as success? What is success to you? Um, uh, I'd probably say I wouldn't say being famous okay. or anything like that. I always think like like I, I feel like when you're like if you're into any arts and you're thinking I want to be in it for the fame, yeah, don't because why? Yeah. <laughs> like you're just you. Why would you want everyone to know who you are and everything like that? Like, yeah, I can see the benefits of it, but it just, I think in the long term, that would be horrible. Yeah. Uh, money would be good because you could do quite a lot, I think. But yeah. that just, I, I think it's just boring after a while. Like, there's only so much you can buy. Yeah, well, there's, there's the thing of, there's the thing of um, money can't, can't buy, buy happiness in it. Like, like, it can for so long. And then, and then it just becomes 
and then it's just like, okay, this is just a thing I've got now. Yeah, like I can live, that's great, but but yeah. it doesn't bring me any more any more enjoyment. Um, yeah, I always find it quite isolating though, like especially like around here. Like I'm not going to name anyone. Yeah. Um, but people who um, I don't know, they're either kind of they work so hard and they've got so much, and at times you kind of think like does it give you happiness like you know working and doing all these things you've got a lot of money but you don't use it or I don't know if your family are kind of wealthy and you know yeah. you're, kind of, you're kind of pushed to go down a path of like if, you, if you're not earning then you're failing yeah like that yeah. for me like okay I can see where you're going but at the same time it's like if you've got that idea like you know what you know what happens if you're made furloughed or you know yeah. if you're made abundant and yeah. you know you've got nothing then you're just you know you might feel like suicide or like yeah. made depressed it's just such a like a kind of I don't know like kind of such a narrow way to view the world yeah uh, if that's how you think or I don't know if you, if that makes people happy, then you know I can only speak for myself. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think success for me is you know making like a short or a film or you know doing something like that and having it like you know do really well or you know it being something being finished and something being like oh my god I've made this amazing yeah. piece of work. And being grateful for it that hasn't really come yet but yeah <laughs> yeah but you've got plenty of time plenty yeah of time. okay what is what would you say is your biggest achievement so far in your career i know i know you're still studying but but yeah. what would you say is your biggest achievement so far Ooh, um i can't really say one major achievement okay uh there's kind of different things which have like been like oh it's always good to hear i've never really had like a great amount of success um i suppose like doing well with my exams like i got like two a stars and a b that was yeah. probably a, like the best thing that's happened yeah. so far yeah. Yeah. um um i may I, I sold my a-level pieces and that was really oh, cool. good yeah and i didn't expect that to happen at all i was like oh yeah. my god like you know, this was just for like getting through school. I didn't know people actually wanted to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the best thing that's happened so far, though, um, I made a short documentary um, with a mate of mine called Rowan. Yeah. Uh, well, in central London, um, and we. This was like this was for a project which was based upon like nightlife in London and. Yeah kind of concentrating on how there's like a uh, there's like a divide between London during the day yeah uh, and the nightlife that happens afterwards yeah so we a whole day like filming and we we're just like oh my god we're getting absolutely nothing because yeah. if you're going about like London like I mean central London mm. you're just gonna see a load of tourist attractions and yeah. tour it and it's just kind of a bit like it's kind of like you're watching an advert there's no yeah. there's no kind of reality to it yeah uh, but we kind of ventured into um soho mm. and we found this abandoned um it wasn't really flats but it, it was like a tower block we yeah. had a gopro with us and a, a couple of other like small cameras and we went inside it and it was like a whole block of a whole block of like what was it it was like an office block yeah but they had, but i don't know what had happened there like everything was smashed so yeah. the fire um the fire alarms were taken out of the walls all the yeah. windows were smashed there were like like needles bottles yeah like spray cans everywhere and we were just like oh my god what have we found like we yeah. we were just walking down the streets during the day and we just found this like horrendous like yeah. um, building which has just been filled yeah. with crap everywhere and we were walking about this place like filming this whole building and i think we found we 
I thought I found a dead body, but it wasn't. We went into like one of the toilets and it was just like, like there were bottles everywhere, like cigarette butts just thrown everywhere. Yeah. It was so disgusting. And we had the, we had private security called on us because it was private land and someone saw us walk into the building. So they thought, oh shit, there's a pair of like squatters or something like that. Yeah. And we spent the whole, we or like after that, we filmed everything that had happened. So every interaction um, we had with people, us being told off by people. And then after that had happened, we were like, okay, let's see what happens during the night. We'll just we'll, we'll walk about the streets, we'll interview random people, we'll see what people are gonna like say to us. It can be literally about anything. Yeah. But I think you don't really see that a lot, like that kind of method of filmmaking or documentary yeah. film. Like you see a lot of talking head interviews and it's all quite structured and like, oh, what do you think of this? Yeah. Like, like for example, like a Louis Theroux documentary mm. and can clearly kind of see like you know the person that they're interviewing is kind of yeah. you know choosing the words carefully yeah. but even though we were filming people and we we told them because obviously you need a um for legal reasons you can't just film people and you know yeah. not not kind of not tell that. them yeah and, you know. um but we weren't kind of concentrating on their face or anything so even if they didn't really have a camera in their face, they just kind of went off and spoke about anything. And it was a lot more um, kind of informal. Um, yeah. But yeah, that kind of, we had all this footage and we made a five minute short. Yeah. And that's probably like the best thing I think we've made. <laughs> like to me, I think that's probably the best achievement I've got because yeah. I really, like in terms of, uh, filmmaking or documentary filmmaking if you can make something which is visceral and kind of gut punching and you actually yeah. if you see things happening which are actually happening now yeah. it kind of you know there's always a part of you that always reacts to it differently as opposed to like you know a blockbuster film or like an yeah. Avengers or something like that yeah uh, but yeah even though it was quite short and it's something which isn't like I spent a lot of time doing or a lot yeah. of time working for like as again I've done like I've worked on like doing like advert animation yeah. things like that and it's like yeah it's, it's good to have but for me it's not like a huge achievement yeah like yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was like they like a client would ask for like oh we want you to do this that and that and you kind yeah. of do it so but for me, it was more like giving myself a voice and giving other people a voice. And um, yeah, it seemed a lot, it was a lot of fun to make, but yeah. Is that, um, is that available anywhere for people to see? Uh, it is on, um, it's on a Vimeo account. Um, <laughs> but if you follow me on uh, Sam Glynn on YouTube, it'll probably be on there anytime soon. Oh, but yeah. Okay, um, what what is next for you in your career? Um, passing, <laughs> um, getting through my degree mainly. Um, so hopefully getting a first. I, I hope, um, but I don't know. I think yeah. getting through uni and trying to make enough contacts in yeah. order to seeing what what's going to happen yeah, yeah in order to give you options after uni yeah things are so strange now because i almost had a plan at the end of at the end of this year yeah and then corona happened and things are going to be a lot difficult like yeah the job market's really hard for people so yeah, i'm yeah. kind of expecting the worst but you know seeing yeah, the best worst hoping for the best yeah so yeah cool. it's just one of those ones but <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can do, and you know, yeah. whatever happens, happens. And yeah, you yeah. know, if you just never give up, and you just you work if you if you work as hard as you can in what you love, then you know anything can happen, really. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And yeah. um, as we're finishing up, have you got anything you want to plug? Um, where can people find you? Where can people keep up to date of what what you're doing? Um, so yeah, I've got an Instagram account. Um, it's called Sam Glint Arts. 
Um, I probably have a SoundCloud account somewhere if anyone wants to follow me. Um, Little Trampoline. Um, oh. I think there'll be like some music on there soon, hopefully. Um, and I've got a YouTube account, same name. Um, oh. Yeah, that's that's me pretty much. But yeah, awesome. Well, it's been great yeah. having you on, and and I'm sure people will have gotten a lot from that. Um, seeing a side of uh, filmmaking that like hasn't really been talked about on the podcast so far. Um, Thank you. Cheers. cheers. Cheers for coming on, and I will see see everyone else next week. See you guys. So guys, you'll know I've just listened to the episode with Sam. Hope you all enjoyed that. Um, yeah, Sam just is really, really got a lot to say. And it's, as I said in the podcast, it's strange to have, to have parents who, who would push their child towards the arts, um, as many parents sort of do the opposite just because of how uncertain and how indefinite the money is um but but i think a lot of people need to start to realize that like the arts is everywhere whether you realize whether you realize it or not the arts is everywhere um if it's radio tv itunes spotify youtube vimeo SoundCloud, literally anywhere. Art is anywhere. You can't escape it. If even even if you're sat sat in your bedroom and you've you've got books on your desk or anything, that's the art. People have had to make that. People have had to had to 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 illustrate the cover of that. People have had to had to use use their artistic part of their brain to write their books and their stories. Arts is everywhere, and Sam really, really pushes that and really likes to show that. So, um, as I said, I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. If you want to keep up to date with me, you can follow me on Instagram at cdundeeactor. That's at cdundeeactor on Instagram, um, and I will see you guys next week. See you guys.